and welcome once again to Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. I will be your guide to all things metaphysical. And today, metaphysical-wise, I thought we'd talk about witchcraft. Now, the thing with witchcraft is that it's not like a Disney cartoon. There is no little old white old woman with warts and a big pot that's stirring in some dead frogs and eye of newt. That is not anything close to what real Wicca or witchcraft or paganism is about. My experience with witchcraft started when we lived in South Carolina. There was a local metaphysical shop and they had Wednesdays for women, which were a lot of fun. We would drink a lot. We would do circles. It was my first introduction into Wicca. It was my first introduction into any kind of pagan religion. I had grown up very much Christian uh, without ever going to church. So, um, unless it was school mandated. But anyways, so my thing was, I met this group of ladies who practiced this religion that I had these preconceived notions about being evil only to find out it was one of the most pure religions I've ever come into contact with. So, for example, I didn't realize that we practice witchcraft on a daily basis, whether you are a witch or not. So there's a reason they call it spelling. When, when you are spelling out a word, words have power they put spells on you is utilizing those words in order to create power and focus. So anytime you wish somebody happy birthday, you are wishing, which therefore is a spell. You are putting focus behind your words in order to bring something positive to somebody. That is witchcraft. Um, if you go out and you buy somebody a piece of jewelry that has their birthstone in it, that can be argued as witchcraft too, because these birthstones relate to the pagan ideas as to what they will do for that person. And based on their astrology sign, again, you end up putting a gemstone that has power into somebody's, onto somebody's body to either protect them attract things, etc. So there are all these things we use on a daily basis that we don't think of as Wicca or witchcraft, but actually are. They are the foundations of paganism and witchcraft. Now, in Wicca, one of the things that confused me was because I grew up Christian, it was like one God. But let's break that down because Christianity believes in Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So there's three right there, even though they're all supposed to be the same being but they are different incantations of that same being. So, with witchcraft, you have father and mother gods. And then you have several different incant incarnations of the same thing. So you'll have like a god of war, a goddess of love. You have all these different things that are basically representations of different facets of what spirit or God, depending on what you want to call it, actually is and brings to the masses. So if you wanted love, you would pray to Venus. If you wanted war, you would pray to Aries. And that's how it was done in the good old days. Now, 
modern Christianity kind of took out our feminine and our feminine energies from our religions. Um, and I think sad, that's a really sad state of affairs. I mean, let's face it, God couldn't have come into being on earth without Mother Mary being a part of it. So where's her respect? I'm just saying as a feminist. But anyways, uh, back to witchcraft. We'll talk theology some other time. So anyways, with witchcraft, uh, it can be as simple as blowing out a birthday cake candle. That's witchcraft right there. You're making a wish. You're putting focused intention onto the candle. And when you blow it out, that's when your wish is supposed to materialize, manifest, or come true. Uh, every time you do a... I am strong. I am perfect. I am capable. I am any of these I am affirmations. You are casting a spell on yourself. You are putting out into the universe in a focused intent way some energy to create what you want. Every time you do an affirmation, you are doing a spell. Every time you blow out a birthday cake, you are doing a spell. So when you sit there and you're thinking, oh my God, witchcraft, ah, scary. You need to recognize that this is something that is actually in all facets of our life. It is something that we do on a daily basis. It is something that we actually incorporate into our lives without calling it witchcraft. Now, the funny thing about witchcraft is that anyone can practice it and you can actually practice it and still be other religions. You can still believe in Jesus Christ, even if you're a witch, because he is an incarnation of one of the God energies. So we don't, with witchcraft, you're not really limited in the way that you are with certain other religions. Now, part of witchcraft is doing readings, it's doing tarot. Tarot is absolutely fascinating to me. I'm way too lazy to learn all of the cards. I really wish I could though, because I have sim readers who read cards and they are the most in absolutely impressive human beings. In fact, my first um, in-person meeting with a witch was somebody who did tarot cards. We lived in Florida at the time and she happened to live across the road and it was the first time I met her, but my dad had been talking to her and she says, oh yeah, I do tarot, send your daughter over, I'd love to read her. So I went and honestly her reading was so spot on and absolutely gave me um, confidence in which way I was going. Uh, there was nothing evil about it. People are always worried with tarot. Oh, what if I get the death card? Does that mean I'm gonna die? No, the death card or death as a representation in anything is usually an ending before there's a new beginning. It doesn't mean you're gonna die. It just means you're gonna stop what you're doing now and you're gonna move on to something better. So when you've got a decent reader, they're always gonna be able to interpret it and read the tarot in such an in-depth way that you know that they're talking about you. They can look into what's been going on. So generally a reading with cards is your past, your present and your future. So it will address the situation, which is the past, and what's going on right now with the situation, and then we'll move on to what can
can happen in the future. Now, here's the thing with any kind of psychic reading. So, when you sit with a reader, you're headed in a certain direction, and that direction is one of the many paths you can take, and we all have free will. So, you sit with a reader, and she advises you on something, and you go a different way, you take a left instead of a right, her reading is now completely null and void because you didn't go the direction you were originally set on. doesn't mean the reader was wrong, it just means that you made a different decision that changed the course of your life. And that's okay because ultimately we learn the same lessons along the way anyways. We can take a wrong turn and still end up getting the same value out of it. It just will appear in a different way. So tarot readers, Honestly, if you've never had a tarot reading, go for it. It is so much fun. Uh, a good tarot reader will be able to sit down and just go, and they are usually extremely gifted. Now let's talk about other things to do with witchcraft that might frighten somebody. Um, so, funny story, uh, gemstones. So I always carry some rocks in my pocket. I always have, I wear gemstone necklaces. I do believe that certain ones will bring you money. I believe certain ones will bring you luck. I believe certain ones absorb negative energy. And that's my belief system. It's something, I'm, I've always been attracted to gemstones. And so I love my collection and I always have a bag of gemstones if not in my purse, then in my car. If not in my car, I have so many in my house, it's really starting to look like a cave. But anyways, the point is gemstones hold value. So a few years back, I worked at a company in South Carolina where they changed the way that the company worked. And my job went from checking people into doing sales of tours. And, uh, yeah, so one of the ladies there, she was the original marketer, as, we, as it were, and she was very Southern Baptist type Christian and didn't really like me at all because I scared her, which I really don't care. And um, she sat there doing these tours and we got trained and then we had to do it. And so I started to do it quite successfully and I would be able to give out all sorts of things. Well, once she realized I was giving her a run for her money, she started complaining to people that I was putting spells on her in order that I got the people who would go on tour, which is crap. I just had a good attitude towards it and I didn't get upset if someone said no, which was more likely to make them say yes. So my numbers got better and better and because she was upset that she was no longer the only one doing it, her numbers evened out to equal ours. So she was threatened, I guess, by my ability to actually do the job I was being trained for. And she accused me of witchcraft. And they did eventually fire me, quote unquote, for being a witch. In my exit interview, they actually asked me, are you a witch? Now, because it was South Carolina, there was nothing you could do about it because nobody was going to step up for somebody who was spiritual versus a Christian. And as I left that day, they yelled at me. Oh, 
I guess your uh, gemstones didn't do any good for you, ha ha ha. And I just turned and looked at them and I said, my gemstones did exactly what they're supposed to. I'm being protected from you people. And I'm just gonna sit, sit down and watch your karma. And I did, two years later, the entirety of the higher-ups who were ridiculing my belief system, they all ended up losing their jobs and being investigated for stealing from the company because that's who they were and what they deserved. But I didn't wish ill on them. I just said, you know, I'm being protected and I will land on my feet, which I did. And you're gonna end up basically dealing with the fallout. And I walked away and I was fine with it. It was okay. Um, so gemstones to me have a really strong energy that will protect people if it's a negative place for you to be or somewhere that could potentially cause you more problems they will help remove you from it uh, salt is another thing that you can utilize in witchcraft you just put it around the door and no evil can cross some real simple basics can just get you through the day. Another thing people use in witchcraft are herbs. Now, back in the olden days, the witch doctor was usually, uh, well, depending on the culture, a female, um, who would have medicine knowledge. She was the medicine woman of the tribe. She was the medicine woman of the of the community and she would know which medicines to give you for pain, which ones were gonna help heal you. If you were sick, what would you take? Now this is no different than today's medicine where you go see a doctor and they give you pills or whatever, except that it was more natural based. It was herbal based. And so you didn't have all of these 10,000 lists of uh, problems that could go wrong with this medicine that we get today from our doctors, which is why I, I like to go to acupuncture. And my acupuncturist happens to be the best witch doctor in town. She is Western medicine trained. She is Eastern medicine trained. She does acupuncture. I mean, she is the bomb. She is amazing. And one day I really hope I can get her to come on a podcast and actually talk to you about what she does because so much power in her but anyways herbs actually are nature's way of giving us a solution to any problem and you know a lot of herbs today people are like oh no but if you've ever saged your house if you add uh, time to your food you know, if you add time to actually a green candle, that's a money, that's a money attractor. Um, I did that years and years ago and it actually worked really well for me. Haven't done it lately, maybe I should. But anyways, there's a lot of little things you can do in order to make your circumstances better. So, because we're talking about candles and candle magic earlier, I thought I'd give you a rundown on what the colors of each candle can do for you because the colors represent certain things. So if you want to put your energy and focus your energy, what you want to do is light the candle with focused attention, thinking about what, you, what it is you want and try and say it out loud. So like if you were lighting a, a white candle, you'd say, in order to make it a spell, you know, you've got to put a little 
bit of stuff at the end. But for a white candle, you would basically light it saying, as I light this white candle, I ask for spirituality, peace, connection with my higher self and purity. So mote it be, harm no one. Usually I'd say harm no one, so mote it be, but you know, you're asking for spirituality. How much harm can you cause? Then, uh, brown candles are known for home protection, animal stability, family and material goods. So again, as I light this candle, I ask for my home to be protected. Harm no one, so mote it be. Now, the reason you want to do the harm no one is because that's just basically how Wicca works. You always want to harm no one because if you do a spell in order to harm someone, it will come back at you threefold. It's karmic retribution in other terms but we always want to try and keep if we're going to do witchcraft try and keep it light try and keep it white try and keep it kind only do any kind of witchcraft for yourself because you can do it from other people if they've asked you to but you never want to interfere in somebody else's life path without a special request and if they do want you to do magic make sure that they're there to take part of it with you because it has to be that way. Uh, pink, we've got romantic love, emotional hearing, friendship, caring, nurturing. Yellow is intelligence and focus and memory. Uh, blue, communication, uh, inspiration, calm and creativity. Silver, intuition, psychic, dreams, femininity, the moon. Gold is God, it is wealth, masculinity, look and power. Purple is influence, psychic abilities, wisdom. Uh, green, nature, physical healing, money and abundance. Uh, also fertility on that one. Orange, business success, justice, opportunity. Red, energy, strength, passion, courage. Not so surprising there. And black, banishes against negativity its protection and binding and so those are the colors and what you can do with them you can always google for an actual list um, on online if you need that and the other thing is since we just mentioned banishing one of my favorite spells or most useful spells that i do consistently practice is a banishing spell uh, if somebody has hurt me or mine I will put up as much protection as I can. I usually surround the person in white light after I've asked permission. I surround the person in white light. I call in Angel Michael. Um, but also, I will do a banishing spell. And I do these uh, very simply because I, I am not a big ritual girl. I'm a practical magic kind of girl. So what I would do is I would um, write on a piece of paper the names of the people that I am either banishing or binding. Binding means that I'm not getting rid of them, I'm just stopping them from creating any more negativity in my life. And so what I'll do is I will write their name. I'll write, um, please protect me or member of my family insert here from such and such a person, I bind thee in the name of good. Um, I will write uh, 
please find so-and-so in the name of protection for whoever, uh, harm no one, so mote it be. And usually the harm no one, I'll repeat a couple of times because again, I don't want to cause them problems because I don't want it coming back on me, but I can bind them from causing me any more harm without hurting them. So that's what I want to try and do. And then I will, if I have some red uh, ribbon, I'll tie whatever I've written in the red ribbon. And then I'll stick it in a Ziploc bag with some water and throw it in the freezer. Now you can do it much easier than that. You can just write their name, harm no one, I, I bind thee, harm no one, so mote it be, water and into the freezer. And I will leave them in the freezer. Um, my son was bullied and his bullies went to the same school as him and they, you know, had done quite a lot to hurt my son. And so I bound them, I put a binding spell on them. Uh, one of them got kicked out of the school district because he didn't actually live in our school district anymore. Another one ended up moving to Montana and the third one ended up dropping out of school altogether. I bound them, I said harm no one. I know that whatever changes happened, happened for their highest good by separating these three bullies. What was actually given was an opportunity for them to do better in the future. But I bound them because they were hurting my child and I will always protect my children. So those are just some of the things you can do with witchcraft and how witchcraft works. Again, it's all very earth-based. It's all about bringing your attention into focus in order to attract or manifest what you actually want out of the world. Um, the pentagram, pentagram is not a symbol to fear, it's not got anything to do with the devil. Anybody who says that is so ignorant, it makes me frustrated. Uh, the actual five-sided star represents earth, fire, air, water and spirit. So when you're looking at it like it's devil horns and it's upside down. It's upside down for a reason. Those people are not Wiccan. They are not practicing the re religion of Wicca. They are something completely different. And the actual practice of Wicca is so much deeper than I can go into in a 20, 25 minute session. It is all about um, goodness and love and care and it is very much again like I said an earth-based religion where we just take care of each other and where we live anyways that is it for today thank you all for joining me on another episode of life lessons with an inebriated psychic I am very excited to tell you that I will soon be starting doing interviews and I am very hopeful I may have a uh, it set up by next week. I can't promise, but I will try. Anyways, many blessings to you all. I will talk to you soon.